Hello and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on April 26th. I'm Rob, editor-in-chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by content writer Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, for me, last week, I watched a lot of basketball pretty much every day. There's like three games a day, so pretty much when I get <laughs> home, just basketball's on until I go to sleep, pretty much. Mm. Um, let's see what else. And then on um, this past Sunday, um, there was an F1 race in Imola, Italy. So shout outs to Max Verstappen for Red Bull. Got first place. Good job, buddy. Also watched Espa's Coachella performance on Saturday. Nice. Yeah, and I, I guess we kind of watched it together because we're all in the group chat just <laughs> popping off <laughs> when, they were, when they were performing. But yeah, that, that was my kind of my week. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we'll uh, talk about that a little bit more into detail later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, Basketball, F1, and Aspa's Coachella. That's uh, right. For my week, uh, unfortunately, I caught, I caught the virus. Uh, I caught the bug. <laughs> um, so that wasn't really fun. But uh, let's not talk about that. We're we're here for for more fun stuff. So <laughs> take note that if I do cough, I'll try to cough um after full phrases. So with the ma- magic of editing, uh, you won't hear me coughing. Or because I I was a, a little bit um out of it, I got to sort of catch up on a couple of um shows and stuff. So I f- actually finished twenty five twenty one. Nice. The ending, it sort of wasn't what I was expecting. I was sort of expecting something else. I mean, I guess I could could have seen it happen, but it sort of felt like some things were shoe shoehorned in there at the end. It was a little weird. Like maybe the thing that was like a big story element was introduced a lot earlier than I just forgot. But it felt a little random for me that this big thing that led to the like final storyline was just such a big player in the end. Also, I got caught up watching like some random videos. Like, um, I sort of went down this rabbit hole of um, watching a bunch of Korean street food. Oh yeah, I watched those too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like watching like big old pans of tteokbokki and rice cakes being cooked. I saw one with like UFO burgers being made. <laughs> um, I saw some self serve ramen joints where you pretty much um, self cashier at add a big um touch screen and then gather your own food and cook them with like induction burners and stuff so that was interesting and uh one thing too that i saw this week um was moon knight episode four um mm. i'm not sure if you were keeping up with this but um yeah. the show pretty much um had this sort of um indiana jones tomb raider vibe where it's like like trying to find um a bunch of like relics and stuff but at the end of episode four, just everything just like flipped on its head and it was a little crazy. Because one thing, <laughs> one aspect of Moon Knight, he's sort of like a a budget Batman. So he's like mm-hmm. a vigilante kind of thing. The thing about Moon Knight is that he ha- sort of has this like split personality disorder. Okay. Um, I, f- I forget what the, the like the proper term is, but pretty much one moment he's one personality the other moment he's this other personality and then they're pretty polar opposites so that's like a big spin on the thing and a first for the marvel universe and then last for my check-in this week uh i sort of went down a silk sonic rabbit hole i've listened to their title tracks before but uh this time a couple of i think i saw professional musicians react kind of thing to sort of like go a little bit in depth about their sound i didn't think it was that deep until like i listened to it it's like oh what's this 
instrument uh and then the way that the the drums are tuned and what kind of drums they use i've even seen like um some other like people like this guy specifically recreating the um the kind of drum drum set style that anderson pack had like mm-hmm. he, he got the specific brands of the specific heads to sort of get that sort of like studio drum sound that's pretty mm-hmm. cool and then even like these this like guy and his dad were just reacting like oh the Oh, I love that drum! That drum that he's playing is he playing on like a Ludwig uh, snare? Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's exactly what because that's what the other guy in the other video said. So it's just really cool listening to that stuff and sort of like after that, <laughs> even like Narduar uh, videos mm-hmm. came up. Are you familiar with Narduar? Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, so like um, I sort of went back and um, listened to um, his interviews with with Tyler, the creator. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and it was really interesting because like even though Tyler is sort of a sort of a goof, every time sort of goes in to talk about like his creativity and stuff, he's just Mm -hmm. he just sounds such like a an intellect. Those interviews are crazy, too, because like Narduar always like pulls some random ass trivia (laughs) from like from I, I don't know where like him or his his team or, or whatever, but he always tends to like shock the the whoever he's interviewing, like, man, where where'd you hear that? Like how do you know <laughs> this stuff? Yeah, it's always crazy. like those reactions. Yeah, so for me that was uh twenty five twenty one, the Korean drama, Korean street food videos, Moon Knight episode four, Silk Sonic and Narduar videos. Every week we like to highlight some of our favorite new releases. What do you have for us this week? So this week, I'll start it off with A-Pink, A-Pink's digital single, I Want You To Be Happy, which came out on April 19th. And the same day, we had Heartfelt come out with her mini album, Left, and she debuted with the uh, title track, Left. And then uh, the next day, on April 20th, Pobogai and Sachigi came out with her mini album, Soul. And the same day, we have Big Naughty featuring 10 centimeters with Beyond Love. And then on April 22nd, Soon Q of Infinite came out with his fourth mini album, Savior, and with a title track of the same name. Uh, April 25th, Very Very came out with their first full album called Series O, Round 3, Whole, with the title track, Undercover. And also on April 26th, Monster X came out with their mini album, Shape of Love, with the title track, Love. So among these, which would you pick as your favorite? Uh, so my favorite, I would have to say, would be Heartfelt's Left. It's a pretty chill song, and that's kind of something I need right now because the NBA playoffs have got me <laughs> hyped, super high tension throughout the whole week. So I, I need something to chill me out during the week. So Left did exactly that. And then I also want to highlight another song. It didn't come out this past week. I think it came out the week before that, which is... Uh, so Huyen of Mamamoo, she came out with a song called D-Day, and that came out on April 17th. And then that's also another really chill song. Um, and that's what I've kind of just been listening to all week. And if it has like this really chill guitar and vocal vibe, kind of like if you, if you like Pink Sweats, it's pretty much that, that whole vibe. So those are my picks for this week. I didn't even know she came out with a single. Yeah, or... yeah, neither did I until like I saw it on like Apple Music and I was like, oh crap, <laughs> let me go listen to this real quick. Must have not been on any of those lists that we used. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was Hot Felt's Left and Wien's D-Day. Uh, for me personally, you know, I got to go with A-Pink. I want you to be happy. Um, this is their 11th anniversary. Pretty crazy. Uh, this is this isn't like a normal release. It's a fan anniversary um kind of 
mm-hmm. Phantom Song, and with this one, um, it's actually the first time that I believe that all of the members contributed to the lyrics oh, for wow. this song. Because I think it's usually like uh, Chorong and Unji yeah. contributing, but for anniversary, they they had to go all in. It's a pretty typical uh, anniversary song. It's a um, a chill kind of ballad, pop pop ballad kind of thing. They've actually had a couple of anniversary songs in the past. Probably my favorites are "The Wave" or "Promise mm. You." If I had to choose one, it would probably be "Promise You," which prior to today I totally forgot that it was an anniversary song because it it's sort of chill vibe with this sort of like chill synth kind of um lo-fi kind yeah, of yeah. feel that i know this song is definitely like one of those ones that sort of like got me out of ruts like if you needed to listen to something to like calm you down this is like definitely one of those kind oh, of songs check that out. and so for me that was a pink i want you to be happy the wave and promise you but another one that sort of just like i i looked into today because it came out today was um monster x's love because it sort of has this sort of 90s hip-hop but a little bit modern vibe to it it has a couple of that sort of um sample feeling where it has this like sort of this sort of song sample that's playing like over and over and then like just their their fits are looking pretty nice it's a really fun song yeah i gotta check that out and in the news this week we'll share some of our favorite news stories that happened in k-pop for the week so what did you bring for news so i am gonna talk about um Esper's performance at Coachella they did super good I was like really surprised and like to be honest um I thought they were gonna like lip sync the whole time because <laughs> that's you know on course for our you know all k-pop artists right and it's not a bad thing like sometimes you just want to lip sync it's all mm-hmm. good I don't care <laughs> but um but since I, uh, this time they pulled out the vocals um I think for their their first song they did it seemed like they did lip sync but for the other ones uh not exactly sure but I th- for sure, their new song, which they debuted at Coachella, their English song called Life's Too Short, mm-hmm. I think they did sing that one, like, full vocals. And they did great. They looked great. And um, I thought they were going to be nervous because, like, you know, sometimes when idols perform at a huge stage, you could kind of see it in their performance and also in their eyes that, like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of people. But, man, they, they killed it for sure. Um, and I'm looking forward to, like, the the new fans that it brings and because like espa in terms of fourth generation um girl groups they're they're killing it man especially within uh, their song next level like Mm -hmm. people love that song i love that song (laughs) i'm not gonna lie like the first time i heard it i was like what is what kind of song is this but like i I grew to like it kind of like with you know with everyone Mm -hmm. else but yeah um what did what did you think about that performance because i know you me and and some of the guys in our group chat, we're, mm-hmm. we're all like kind of talking throughout the whole thing or like texting. <laughs> we're all texting each other. Yeah, no, I know. I liked it, too. Um, like um, I remember one of our friends was like, where's next level? They better be doing next level. And what do you know? is like the, yeah. the closer of the set, which is pretty cool. Um, but that was that was nice. Like um, sort of Giselle was giving me um, Blackpink Coachella 2019 vibes um, oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. with the um, sort of popping off English kind of things, just being mm-hmm. super excited. Uh, Ning Ning was just like going in on the vocals, even even like yeah. on on headset mics. Yeah, she was. She sounded great. Yeah, and then they all just they all just looked really good too. And you you could yeah, tell yeah. they were having fun because like I saw like their Instagram, they were just like, going around. Like I saw they were like in and out walking around um, one of the boardwalks. 
but it was fun like um like you said um next level is like probably my favorite um original song by them hmm. but recently i got super into uh their cover cover of um what's that song oh the the boa song is it boa or is it is it dream come true right yeah that one is it boa or is it think, that other group ses yeah whoever the originator of that song is um i think that might be my favorite like music video release because like it's such a catchy catchy song except for probably the the like robotic rap part that's in it which is sort of like um oh yeah <laughs> what they added because that that wasn't like in the original thing but their styling was great i, I liked it too oh it is ses yeah ses yeah so that song <laughs> So that was Aspa performing at Coachella 2022. For my news this week is that GOT7 is reportedly coming back as a full group in May. So on April 22nd, uh, Join News 24 sort of um, came out that they were prepping for a full group comeback in May. So ever since uh, January last year, uh, all the members have split from uh, their original home of JYP. Um, so JB went to Higher Music, Jin Young went to BH Entertainment, Jackson and Young J went to Sublime Artist Agency, Bam Bam to Abyss Company, Yogyum to AOMG, and Mark Tuan actually joined a US company named Creative Artist Agency. Um, some of my favorite songs from them is Lullaby, Clips, You Calling My Name might be one of my favorite recent ones. Um, breath and last piece like that whole last run before before they broke up i mean they didn't break up but they before they left jyp that was Mm -hmm. when i was like at the height of listening to god seven that i even got to um go to their concert yeah when they came to oakland i got to go there um i was still i was sort of pretty fresh still on like liking boy groups at the time i was just like oh they're here in, in oakland might as well go check them out so right after work i got on a on a train and went over didn't get to get a light stick though. I think they ran out. But that yeah. that was really fun. Like they were definitely like treating us like crazy because I think this is like maybe one of their last stops or maybe the first stops. But they they had like almost maybe more than five or close to ten encore songs. <laughs> they were just like having so much fun. Yeah, yeah, that show was really good. But um, oh yeah, weren't you there? So, <laughs> were we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to meet up, but then like something something happened. I think I forgot. Yeah, but, I think um, we just got sh- swept up in the crowds or whatever. Because I think I went to the merch line afterwards. Yeah, I I don't think we wait. Didn't I go merch line? I don't remember. But um, but yeah, like so we were. I forgot where we sat, but is it was in front of the stage, but not like we weren't like hella close or whatever. But because then they upgraded our seats like right when we got there. Oh yeah, I think I got upgraded too because uh, I guess they didn't fill out the whole stadium that they pushed everyone up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got a little closer. So I was with my friends, right? And then, um, man, in front of us, like the people, I don't think they showered or something because like you could, they, they were smelling. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of bad. And you know, this was like before we were all like wearing masks and stuff. And so, so like the entire time, like when they were like dancing, you could get like, like the people in front of us, like when they're like getting hyped and jumping up and down <laughs> stuff, you could like get a whiff mm. of, their, of their, you know, their stanch. It was kind of bad, <laughs> but it created for, you know, a good memory. Mm. But the show was, was really good. And I, I really like seeing those guys because I, I wouldn't say like I'm, I'm a huge like GOT7 fan. Like I, I respect them a lot and I do like their music, but I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like I'm an Agassi or whatever. So this was really the first time I've kind of seen them like kind of their personality, personality showed. 
I only like really know Jackson because he comes up on like variety shows all the time. Mm-hmm. So I knew how he was, but like all the other guys, like just seeing them how like how they play the crowd and kind of just see their personalities. I thought that was really cool. I, I it that show made me like a fan. <laughs> a fun fact: uh, one of their early singles from their rookie year, "Stop Stop It," the Hajima Hajima Hajima. Hajima oh yeah. Uh, yeah. that song similar songs from this year uh b2b beat beat that kind of song and uh bts boy in love a fun fact i'm not sure if you know but there's some guest stars in this video are you familiar uh one of my homegirls i know that <laughs> of twice i know she makes a <laughs> appearance yeah so a couple of um jyp uh trainees at the time were in this video so um a couple of twice um members somi was in it and my oh, girl my girl Naan, uh from April hey. or formerly April is in it. So that's just a fun fact because they were all uh, JYP trainees. Um, so that was uh, GOT7 is reportedly coming back as a full group in May this year. Uh, let's move on to the spotlight section where we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. What would you like to spotlight this week? Yeah, so um, this morning I saw this uh I got this recommendation on my, you know, on YouTube, and it was uh, Sakura from, you know, formerly Eyes One and whatever I forgot <laughs> that whatever AKB Forty Eight mm-hmm. sister group she was part of, but now she's of uh, La Seraphim, and um, she made an appearance on the, an episode on um, ODG, which is a YouTube channel. Um, they do a whole bunch of stuff, but um, a lot of stuff that I've seen from them is where they they'll bring in. Um, a celebrity, a singer, whoever, to talk with children. And so in this episode, Sakura talks to two kids, one that's um, Japanese and another kid that's Korean, and uh, basically just talks to them about, you know, she, she talks about her career and her kind of, a, kind of her struggles with um, adjusting to Korea, which um, gets highlighted sometimes, like in, um, was that Produce 48? You, mm-hmm. uh they kind of show her struggling with the language. And then um, and then she also just goes into it more, which I kind of appreciate because like, a lot of times people don't really talk about that aspect when you're a foreigner coming into Korea to become an idol. They'll mention it once in a while, but I feel like with this episode, Sakura opened up a little more, uh, which, I, which I appreciated. And then um, these kids are like so receptive and not only are they like, they're like cute kids, but they're, they're very good too. There's this one little boy who who's Korean, and then um, he thought that, uh, or no, no, sorry, the one kid it was like this a Japanese girl thought Sakura was Korean, because <laughs> then <laughs> like when Sakura introduced herself, it was in Korean, and this little girl who's Japanese was like so confused, like what the, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, and what's cool about the the little girl and Sakura was that um, the little girl kind of opened up to Sakura. It was like, oh yeah, it's hard for me to make make friends here because I don't speak Korean. I just hang out with other Japanese kids. And then, like, Sakura was just kind of encouraging her to, like, oh, learn the new language. You're going to find things that you like about Korea and, you know, and stuff like that. So it, it's really touching to hear stuff like that, especially someone like Sakura, who's, you know, always shown this bright personality and is always goofy on camera. And that's why she's like, she was like my favorite in Eyes mm-hmm. One because she, um, she's very funny and she's not afraid to look like a dork on camera. Mm-hmm. But to see her open up like this, it kind of made me like her even more. It kind of encourages me to to learn Korean a little bit more because, like, I, I've tried to learn in the past, and I think my Korean's p- 
passable, I guess. <laughs> it it got me through visiting Korea, so which is is okay. But like, it makes me want to be able to get better. I want to be get better at it and have have conversations. I can have like a basic conversation, but like can't have anything deep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that video. So I I hope everyone can go out and and watch that one. It's good. Yeah, I think I saw some uh some like Twitter posts, um some like screenshots from the interview where mm-hmm. one she was like, "Oh, did you know that I I'm debuting for a third time? The first one um HKT, the second one Aiza one, and now the mm-hmm. Seraphim." So that was just like a fun little thing for for Aiza one fans. But yeah, I I got to go check that out. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And that is Sakura from the Seraphim on ODG. For my spotlight this week, I'd like to spotlight Dreamcatcher's first win. Woo-hoo. So on the April 20th episode of Show Champion, they won with their current single or their current re- title release, Mason. And they were actually going against Big Bang, DKZ, Ive, and Shiny's Onu. So that was a pretty hefty hefty pool to come out on top with but they were actually like sort of in this pool of um k-pop groups that were sort of like you're just wondering like when are they getting their first win like it was like sort of them clc get who else but they're definitely like one of those ones just like they really deserve a win like pretty soon because they debuted as dreamcatcher in 2015 so it's been about five years since debut to get their first win if you go back even further, um, still a um, Happy Face Company group, uh, Minx, uh, their prior group with some of the girls um, in 2014. So they've been at it for eight years. Wow. Um, so actually, I think even this morning, they just got their second win. So congrats again. Um, oh, wow. Good job. I forget which show. I think it's the show where they got the second mm-hmm. win. I- I'm just really happy for them. It was a little bit of a emotional moment. Like I was sort of like uh, welling up with tears just watching them mm-hmm. accept their very first win. I feel like they sort of um, started this trend with like the sort of the darker, more gothic kind of a theme where a lot a lot of groups are sort of like doing that now. So I think they were like one of the first. But some songs that um, stand out to me um, from the catalog is Scream. Um, this song I I started getting emotional thinking about this too. Um, Mm -hmm. I was watching the music video earlier because this was when actually Handong, their their Chinese member, was stuck overseas because Mm -hmm. uh, that's right when the pandemic hit. The cool thing about this song was that in the music video and the stages, you could see that clearly they they marked off a member position for for her when she returned. So that Uh the um, dancer just wore a mask and she was still like a headlining character, but... They, I think they were also able to like give her some lines when she finally came back. Wow. Fly High was maybe one of my first experiences of of listening to them because I'd see people on Discord talking about them. I'm just like, oh, what's this about? I think it was around the time when Fly High was out that like, oh, check this out, check this out. It was sort of one of the um camps where like, oh, it's it's a it sounds a little bit like a OST slash anime soundtrack kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It sort of has that kind of a vibe, but they definitely like sort of like dialed it in as the their catalog uh, grew a little bit more. Good night is one of their earlier songs. They're in the conversation of being one of the more sharper groups, girl groups out there, being talked about with the likes of like G Friend at the time. You and I was a one of my um, 
favorite songs that I've heard from them. It's just really cool watching them dancing with props. When Dami had her little magic stick come out, the the like collapsible um collapsible pole that was cool. The music video has really cool effects. But maybe my favorite um Dreamcatcher song to date, uh title song is a deja vu because of the styling, the concept, the music video, the composition of the music is is really interesting it starts like really somber really um chill but it builds up to being this like sort of epic in the end maybe my favorite song because it sort of like reflects the kind of um the kind of song that i like is um all day long which is like a b-side from one of their recent Mm. albums where it's sort of like a um sort of chill kind of thing those are some songs that sort of stick out to me. Um, do you have any songs that that you you've tracked with Dreamcatcher before? Um, actually, no. Uh, I don't really listen to Dreamcatcher. Mm. Um, like I I've heard a couple of the songs, but I I I don't listen to them consistently, or they're not part of my rotation or anything. But you know, I I, res- I respect them a lot. They have cool concepts. Um, and you know what? Like I remember when they kind of around when they st- first started coming out. I like so like I'm I'm surprised like they're. It kind of took them this long because I thought they were going to be pretty popular because their their sound was so different and their mm-hmm. concept was so different from any anything else. And I, f- I feel like their concept hasn't gotten touched until until recently. Uh, I find them to be really unique, and I thought because they kind of sounded like they're, they kind of sound like anime songs, I thought mm. they would get more popular with like anime fans and stuff. But but I'm I'm super happy for them. They finally got uh, their first couple wins. Shout outs to Dreamcatcher. Yeah, so that is sort of a gamble, but it's sort of like was a gamble for the better because uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Minx, but they're sort of just like a almost a cookie cutter um, cutesy girl group. Um, when they first mm-hmm. debuted, it was hard to stick out that this rebranding as Dreamcatcher uh, really did good for them. And for me, the like one of the fir- very first times um, that I got into them that like got them on my radar because like i said like i've heard like fly high and some of the earlier songs at the time but when i went to my first kcon back in i think 2017 or 18 when they were there when i saw their stage i was i was just a big fan because i'm i'm a big fan of really sharp choreography in k-pop where it's not just like oh they're just going with the with the music whatever is it's it's mostly like typical idol stuff, but this one they're just going at it. I was like, "Who are they? Why haven't I followed them before?" That was just like a fun little memory. Um, seeing them at KCON, and here they are getting their their first few wins. So, um, the future's looking bright for them. Uh, so that was uh Dreamcatcher's first win on Show Champion. To end the show, we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily about K-pop. What would you like to recommend this week? Oh, so this week, I'd like to recommend one of my favorite video games of all time. It's uh, Street Fighter V. Well, there, I wouldn't say this is my favorite of all time. It's my favorite franchise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do have a favorite Street Fighter, and it's actually Third Strike. Mm. Um, but anyways, I'd like to recommend Street Fighter V because it's super, it's a super fun game. Um, and it's in its final season. They just came out with a new character called Luke. This is all to kind of gear up for the next Street Fighter. Hopefully, um, we're going to hear something this summer uh, for Street Fighter 6. And also in June, um, Capcom is going to release a, a new game or an anthology of games called Capcom Fighting Collection. So we'll have like 
like the dark dark stalker series on there also like some kind of off brand street fighter games like puzzle gem fighter mm-hmm. there's like a whole bunch of them and also um red earth which is a fighting game that hasn't i don't think it has ever been released on console it was on um i don't know if you keep up with like arcade stuff like the cps3 it was on that and mm-hmm. um back in like uh, 1999 or something like that but it's it's making its uh console debut so i'm excited for that game i never played it before so I feel like I'm recommending Capcom Fighting Collection more than Street Fighter V. <laughs> it's not even out yet. Anyways, play Street Fighter. It's fun. It's awesome. Um, if you need help, come ask me. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm also of this Street Fighter kind. I think maybe my favorite, or at least the one I probably spent the most time with, aside from like 2 Turbo when I was a kid, um, is Street Fighter Four. Like I was just like all over the internet, um, just playing randoms with just janky internet. Um, <laughs> I, I even bought the Tekken like collector's edition that came with a Tekken stick, a Tekken Hori stick to just play Street Fighter on. I don't think I ever, <laughs> I don't think I ever opened the Tekken game. I think it's still sitting oh, in the no. box somewhere. But I, I'm also a fan of Street Fighter uh, Third Strike. Maybe we have the same memories in, in um, high school when we went to our friend's house to work out and play Street Fighter. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I never really touched Five, but someday. Uh, when we get to um, link up and play fighting games, I was showing you um, fighting sticks er- fighting sticks earlier, so maybe I'll yeah. try to jump on that because uh, I do have like a a back catalog of fighting games I just haven't really gotten into. Um, so that was Street Fighter Five: The Final Season. Uh, for my recommendation this week, I would like to recommend Yukika in honor of her getting married pretty soon. Specifically, I'd like to recommend Insomnia, which is one of her title tracks. It's cool because Yukika is sort of bringing this of a little bit of her um, culture to the K-pop scene in the form of city pop. Because in Japan, um, like during the 80s, 90s, city pop was just such a cool genre, sort of like a retro disco electronic kind of genre. Listeners might be familiar with something called plastic love or stay with me which is which was like a tiktok um song for a while k-pop people might be familiar with um the wonder girls themselves they were um big in the city pop and especially in their solo careers with yubin and sunmi but um going back to insomnia her songs are sort of bringing a modern feel to to the genre especially with a modern production uh, it still has a sort of like disco-y feel, but it, this song in particular feels a little bit more darker because of um, it's about having insomnia. Um, it has this like sort of driving bass line that's going on throughout the song. And it's also accented by by this cool little, um, these keys that are like playing the melody. And her vocals are just so, so like airy and spacey that it just feels like like you're sort of like just zoning out when you're listening to this. It's it's, it's just a really nice um listen to. So that is Yukika's Insomnia. Have you ever heard Yukika before? Yeah, yeah, I like Yukika. Um, yeah, her city pop stuff is is amazing. Um, but I should put her in my rotation. She always comes up like if I um, like if I'm just playing music videos mm-hmm. on YouTube just in the background. Um, her stuff always pops up. But I, I should add her to my playlist. I, I like her. If you haven't checked out that song in particular, Insomnia, that is definitely one that if if I need 
to recommend something, Yukika, it's either Neon or Insomnia. So let's wrap up with some promos. Do you have anything to promote this week? As usual, I'm going to promote our SNS accounts. So you can always follow us at Idle Rumble on pretty much everything. We're, we're easy to find. And I'm the one that tends to run it. If you talk to us on there, it's going to be me replying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. And you could find me. Um, I write on LobbyRumble.com where I like to write anything that I'm consuming at the time. Uh, whether it's movies or TV shows. Um, you could follow my social media at Rob Loves Pizza, spelled with the R0B. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. And that will do it for this week's show. We will catch you on the next episode of the Idle Rumble podcast. <laughs>